folks, and welcome to our Loki episode of the Marvelous Podcast. I'm Matthew, and I'm joined by Laura. Hello. And I'm joined by Abby. Hello. Good. <laughs> can, I, can, can I redo that? Just go, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, how do you do? <laughs> Grab a sherry and join us to talk about Loki. <laughs> A sherry, that would be lovely. When's the last right? time you had a sherry? <laughs> Monday night podcast sherry. <gasps> Monday night podcast sherry. Maybe that's what we're going to need. So it's gonna be a Thursday night Thursday night. Thursday night podcast oh, sherry. Then it's port, it's frankly. ruining. <laughs> it is. No, it's ruining my setup. Anyway. <laughs> um, right. So Loki, we've finished WandaVision. We've finished the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The next series coming up is Loki, starring the titular Loki. We hope not starring Loki. We presume. <laughs> Featuring the digital Loki, uh, played by Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) So we are going to have a bit of a delve into the the two setups to this, which are Thor, in the film from 2011, and Avengers Assemble, also called The Avengers from 2012. Uh, And maybe touch on Endgame as well, because obviously there's a scene in that that ties into it, as well as our thoughts and feelings and predictions for the series. So... Do we want to start with Loki as a character in general? He has a whole arc, but obviously we're now going back and only getting part of it. Having watched the two films, do either of you have any particular thoughts about the character of Loki? I have a question. Does he really have an arc? Like an actual arc? Or does he just change? I would say that he's not the same in Thor as he is in the Avengers. No, massively not. But it's barely the same character. Well, exactly. But to me, an arc means you need to actually see why someone's changing. You know, there needs to be a story to them changing. Mm-hmm. And if you go from Loki in Thor, you know, if after that film you said we were going to get a series with this guy, I'd be like, well, I don't want to watch that. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's, oh. he's just really quite. Anyway, come back to that. Um. And then you come to Avengers, and as you say, he's a completely different character. To me, that isn't mm-hmm. an arc. That's just different writing of him. No, when when I say he has an arc, he has an arc through Thor The Dark World, which I've just finished watching. You're welcome. And oh, you Thor could have Ragnarok. told us. <laughs> I also have just finished watching, because <laughs> I thought I would do that for you. You mean I am the only person that did not watch Thor The Dark World, a film that we did not explicitly state we were going to watch prior to this. And it, as it's you fine, because well Laura know, and I are both jealous of you. So. As you well know, all I can remember about that is that something something Greenwich Tube, for goodness sake. Yeah. Well, it's it's honest, okay it's... until the Charing Cross scene happens, and I get <laughs> very annoyed. It didn't really... I, I was curious to watch it, because I was... So, my mm. big thing... I'm all over the place here, but my big thing is I was very curious after watching Thor as to, so when is it that we really see the change in Loki? Because I had very much had in my head that whole thing when he came out at Hall, Hall I can't say this, Hall H at the San Diego um, Comic-Con and mm-hmm. he was in the outfit and character and everyone was chanting his name. So yeah. that's what I had in my head as, you know, that's the kind of epitome of this being a very popular character. And after watching Thor, I was like, I can't put those two things together, really. Mm. And then when I looked it up, it was uh, the year after Avengers, which makes a lot more sense. Um, but the reason I watched Thor 2 was because I was then curious, well, so how much more do we get before he then is the Ragnarok version? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I didn't really... F- I felt there was a bit more in Thor 2, but not massively. 
Hmm. Okay. I, I think there are there, there are hints of it in Thor 2, but we get a lot of it in Thor Ragnarok. I'm thinking yeah. particularly, very particularly, there is a scene when they are fighting their way out of the complex and they end up in a lift together and, and they have the talk about it. And yeah. Thor makes the comment, Loki, I adored you. Mm. And he just, you know, he puts all his cards out of, you've just hurt me so often. And then he one-ups Loki when Loki tries to betray him. Yeah. And beats him. And it is from then that Loki actually starts fighting for them. Mm. And I think it's the openness that he was always wanted. I think it's the impact of his discussions in Thor 2 with his mother, Frigga. Mm. Um, who does say, you know, you're so good at perceiving people except yourself. And and she sets him up to actually think about this and think about your actions. Which doesn't necessarily happen in Thor 2. But I think you get in Thor Ragnarok and why his introduction in Thor, not Thor, Avengers Infinity War is such a big thing because he's still sort of trying to do the right thing without, but still being Loki. I didn't know that was Frigga. I thought that was his projection of Frigga. Oh, interesting. So I have always assumed it's her projecting herself down to him because, because Odin says you will never see her again. Yeah. And that's her, yeah, one of her abilities as well. I've also thought that as being... Anyway, we're now talking about a film that Abby hasn't watched recently. But, <laughs> so what I am very curious is, you know, we've picked these two films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two, not the three. Uh, because our understanding, and what would make sense with the timeline, is that it's from Avengers. He's then... This, this is the Loki we've got. Mm. I'm suspicious this isn't actually going to be the Loki we, we've got. I think we are probably going to get the much more developed Loki. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of hoping we do. Okay. Uh, even though it makes more sense if it's uh, where he is at the end of mm. Avengers. Anyway, Abby, say things. <laughs> I want to go back to Thor. <laughs> do. I would like to go back to the beginning of where we first meet Loki because I was very kind of sort of tangential to early Marvel things. But then there, there was something about Thor and particularly Loki that seemed to particularly energise the corner of the internet that I inhabited. And I just... I, he, he brought a lot of, of joy and fan art and goth and projection and um, potential, I think, hmm. to the Marvel Universe. And I watched... Thor back and was really surprised by how very, very much I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy actually everything about that. Matthew, I saw you gave it two stars on Letterboxd, so <laughs> I was Yeah, bad. It's not, it's great. It's, it's brilliant. It is laden a laden with excess stuff. <laughs> joyous superhero film. It is lean, it is interesting. Kenneth Branagh cannot direct this sort of film. Can we have a conversation about how he always films Loki at 45 degrees to get the hat in? The, the whole film is at the Dutch angle. It's the it weirdest thing. And especially when you go to yeah. Avengers Assemble, mm. and there is a Dutch angle shot in there of Hawkeye recovering from Loki's impact, Loki's effect on his mind. So you've got this Dutch angle to imply a sort of the world's not quite right. It's all a bit yeah. strange. As which, opposed as we to just before, we can't fit these horns in this shot. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, you know, the language of television, the language of these things. When you see something at an angle, it's 
a dream. It's yeah. a fantasy sequence. It's not quite real. Which is just not how it's employed. It shouldn't have most of your film. Yeah, no. Anyway, no. anyway, anyway. There's not as much Loki as I remember in Thor mm. from the volume of Loki that mm. I remember on the internet. Um, yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about Bucky being the internet boyfriend, but Loki was the Tumblr boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there, there were there were gifts. That's there was wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the joy of being introduced to a wonderful, wonderful later showrunner Shira, uh, then Ginger Hazing fan artist, because she did the comic of Raven from X Men and Loki, and Loki right. is saying, "I am also blue," and it's just like it's one of the <laughs> best little things. I have a print of that, and it's just it's very dear to my heart. So like I didn't realize I cared so much about Marvel in. 2010 i didn't know so it was quite nice for me to kind of go back and be like actually this is part of the web of of something i didn't realize i was already nostalgic for so that was for me a very interesting Mm. experience and Mm. you know we've talked a lot recently about how i have lots of strong and personal feelings about you know wandavision because of paul bettany and elizabeth olsen Mm. and how i didn't really massively connect with falcon and the winter soldier Mm. because not really my superheroes um but i'm really interested now that we're going to have a show with something that apparently i actively enjoy in the marvel universe but what i particularly like about loki and thor he's not there very much when he is there it's very good i think it's very strong it's very changeable and it's also quite vague and i remember there was so much conversation around loki as as the god you know as the norse figure and all of these things that are not mentioned but also not not mentioned Mm. And I think that this is the thing that's really interesting with Loki is it always feels like there's a lot that's just not mentioned mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. And it really would be quite a lot to try and pop into, you know, the Avengers or something. So what I am most looking forward to is to see if we get more, not necessarily of any specific Norse anything or any particular myth or storyline or comic or anything. But just, you know, how big can Loki be? How much space does he get to take up in a show of his name? Because he's mm. very, he's very much like a spice in the films <laughs> that he's in. So when he is the centre, I am really curious to see what that looks like. With no real agenda, I'm just interested and apparently, like, I care. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, because even, even Thor Ragnarok, arguably the most fun and interesting mm. of those three. Yeah. The moments that I think of him, he's at his best because he's reacting to everyone around him. You know, him him during the Thor and Hulk fight and him when Thor is telling the story of he was a snake and I love snakes, so I picked him up and then he turned into himself and he stabbed me and went, Ugh. And it's just his little smile on the side when it like mm, little face it's a very yeah. strong it that's a proper kind of theatre face that he mm, really employs. Mm. I mean I know that's Tom Hiddleston's background and all that, but but he really does do much more with Loki than the script, mm-hmm. the film, the cast, the director. He really makes choices every single time. Yeah, I think and... even when you're then looking at Avengers, where he does have more of those bits kind of written in, mm-hmm. he still he elevates it beyond that. I, I think he's. <laughs> He's fantastic think, in this role. The and little think, whimper after the Hulk smash, sorry. It's, yeah, just, it's just like yeah, one of my favourite things. And again, it's Sarah Finn casting uh, cast Thor, hmm. the film. And Hiddleston came in for Thor to start with, which 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Just, oh, I just don't see it. Uh, and and I just think she did a fantastic, well, she and her team did a fantastic mm. job with Hiddleston because I just don't think Loki would be what Loki is now if it wasn't no. for. No. For his component. Mind you, can you imagine if they'd gone with Liam instead of Chris? Oh. God. <laughs> that would have been a much more Hunger Games time. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to either, to be honest. I would. <laughs> okay, well, we can divvy it up. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, it's good that we're mm. establishing these priorities, you know. <laughs> They didn't cast. Um, so, yeah. so we're we're answering the question: of Does he have an arc? I think he does. Oh. Over the course of the four or five films we see him in, going going from the the mischief. I, I think his his plot in Thor up until the plot of Thor intersects with it is he wants to cause some mischief. He feels he's in his brother's shadow, and he thinks it'll be fun to sneak some ice giants in on his coronation, see what happens. And and you're absolutely right, Abby. He does that off scene off screen like this is just a thing he set in motion and then as it goes on oh his brother's reacting like quite strongly to this well what if i cause some mischief by whispering in his ear oh now he's being exiled i'm next in line for the throne what could i do here and it's always him being one step ahead of everyone else but starting off in a low low key way yes i said that and then going to actually getting more and more with it but it's fascinating that his change into Avengers is, and now I want my war. Okay, that's because you like the plot. I, I don't, I mean, I, I tried hard to work with the Avengers, which is a film where I often just turn around and say, but why is this happening? Um, hmm? You know, what what was the point of the aliens with the, I don't know. Anyway, um, I feel like the thing with Loki is that he is one of the only things in Marvel which is not constantly explained. He doesn't stand there and do a monologue about his own motivations. He does a performance, and I don't mean the actor, I mean Loki, does a performance of, I have decided to play the part of this. And I think that works very well. Mm. And I think there's something really interesting in the idea of that being in a TV series, where you have, like, imagine if he's a slightly different Loki every week. I could really enjoy that, because I feel he's a slightly different Loki every film. Mm. Um but I, I have no idea how intentional that is or otherwise. I do think that, that the writing is very, it's a very stark difference going from Thor to Avengers. I yeah, mean, you can, you can really see the characters that writers connected with, let's say. Yeah. And, and you can really see the characters where it's just like, oh, I guess they'd better say something. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. There's definitely, I definitely see the change in him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's. I think, and again, sorry, Abby, but in Thor two, I think that one I can start to see the just more justification for the change because this whole thing that he's then acting with his brother because of his rage over the death of Frigga. Hmm. Um. So so that, but just. And then I think through Ragnarok, you do get more of that. It, there is more explained in that. But the switch between his, his character in Thor and then Avengers, there's just no... Yeah. Just I, mean, I, I think that he does come off the back of the Avengers film thinking, that might be fun to be in the team. Like, mm. You know, I, I, I do think there, mm. are, there are moments where it's at least played as I wonder what it's like being an Avenger. You know, like, it's just... He, he always seems to have sort of thought bubbles. 
coming up. Yes. <laughs> like, I have seen a lot of fan art though. So <laughs> the funny yeah. thing with them, as you were saying, Matthew in Thor and the mischief mm-hmm. thing, and him being the god of mischief, mm-hmm. is that something I wasn't getting from him at all? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, it's not fair. The the very slight bit at the very beginning with um, he wanted to basically mess things up for his brother, mm-hmm. but that, I don't. To me, mischief is it's. There's mischief from bringing down a kingdom. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but, but that isn't mischief is normally quite kind of harmless. It's more chaos. Yeah, whereas with that, there's okay. there's a malicious intent behind it. It's a malicious to me is more kind of a, a kind of pranky element. Mm. Um, but and then after that, I just saw him as being manipulative. He, you know, he was the villain character, whereas now we have more this kind of anti-hero type. Mm-hmm. Absolutely switches with the tide to whatever suits him. Mm-hmm. But and that's more, I suppose, where the mischief. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I can see mischief as, as, you know, as the sort of Harry Potter mischief managed sneaking around the school and no one can see yeah. stuff. But I think there is absolutely a world where his mischief is an agent of chaos, mm. for want of a better different term, but. There's that, and I like that his arc is, you're right, going and working with people. And, yeah. and I think the, the point I was getting towards earlier was actually staying. The the twist at the end of Thor Ragnarok when Thor throws the cup at him again, and this time he catches yeah. it because he's actually there. Like Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, by the time you get to, you know, the Infinity War endgame, mm-hmm. low-key end sequences as it were um i think i think you do have the completion of an arc because i think it also is an an interesting thing just sort of thinking about that scene at the end where as an audience you still don't know which loki you're seeing you still don't know for Mm. certain where Mm. his motivations are it is still a surprise and that's not a small thing to to achieve is is a character so off balance that you mm. you don't that it is a surprise. Um, but don't don't we have that in Thor too? Yeah, but you've seen him through so many more <sighs> things by then. In in a very tropey, you will betray me, and that will yeah. allow us to achieve the thing. So it's you know a fairly but, standard yeah, heist thing sort of, of you know, should, should I believe what I'm seeing on screen? You know, should we mm. believe what Loki's doing? Is he, mm-hmm. you know, and Thor two? Just a reminder for, for Abby and anyone else who hasn't seen it recently. Yeah, there's this whole thing where um, it looks like he's attacking Thor, and uh, and what have you. And in fact, that's all an image to um, fool the Dark Elves. And so. I think we had that in Thor too. I, you know, I think he's become a lot funnier as time goes on and is showing more affection. Mm. But I think even where we leave him in, let's say, Infinity War, I like the way it, the character is developed, but I think it's more through the writing developing than us actually seeing the character changing on screen massively. Mm. Because I think the other thing that's really interesting about Thor, the first film, is that we're not coming in at the beginning. And yes, mm-hmm. Thor is about to go through his whole arc where he stops being a brat child and starts becoming the god that he could be and all that stuff. But we are still way down the line of, of Thor and Loki's sibling lives and, you know, war and events and mm. god stuff. You know, they they have already been through so much and we're yeah. not doing 
real origin stories for either of them because that is like uh, uh, they're they're very different heroes yeah or anti-heroes in a sense you know they are Mm -hmm. born that way if you like Mm. um as opposed to all the other created avengers Mm. and i just think that that also adds the fact that you never feel like you have the totality of either of their stories and i think that with loki not having not being able to pin that character down has been very useful for the writers all the times he's been in things and I, and I think that, as you say, like we do see things that feel arc-like, but in some of that, it's just us, I guess, having positive recognition of things that we didn't necessarily expect Loki would do. But mm-hmm. we have enough context to see why he would do those things. And it's also not to say that he wouldn't have done good things before. It's just that we hadn't seen them. True. So it's just that we've seen more of his life. Mm. In In terms of what we get in the series... I suspect we're going to see more of the Joss Whedon and Taika Waititi take on it. I, I think that's where they've gone because it, I was surprised in that first Thor that we saw a decent amount of emotion from him. You know, him screaming, "Tell me!" I could I see that gif every so often of him screaming, "Tell me!" Mm. And I'm like, I cannot remember where that is. And it turns out it's actually fairly on early on in mm. Thor. And it's surprising because you don't get that level of emotion on, from him. Again, even in you know the the reaction to the death of his mother, you get a moment of him blasting stuff, and then you get the illusion of him projecting peace, and actually he's in turmoil, which is very good. But it's done in a very calm way, and I think they've gone, oh, let's make the character snarky and witty rather than emotional. I think you get you do get some of it in Ragnarok. I think you do get more weight and layer, mm. and and just slightly more room. It's Taika Waititi. It certainly is. And I think that's the thing. I I think that Taika's take is better than the near Joker-esque version that we get at parts of Avengers, where it's just Mm. lots of people telling you, it's Loki! Oh no, it's Loki! And you just think, that's (laughs) not a... No. (laughs) That doesn't work. Um, You know, it's just lots of music going, oh no, it's Loki! And you go, okay, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and even the film kind of undermines that itself by the end you know puny gods um so yeah yeah. the the the, and it's a joss whedon thing he does this with all the big bads through buffy the the undercut of they're making a a joke they're making a big speechy speech monologue Mm. and someone shoots them or hits them or the ground drops away beneath them or something he does it to loki three times in the film and it's infuriating it like i think i might have watched that film enough now yeah, I, I'm I now just see seeing that. that stuff. Yeah, and I and it is it is quite dull. And I think that that I also get quite tired of Tony really getting all of the best snarky fun stuff. And he's going to go, yeah, all right, yes, he's got a personality, and yes, you've already put that line in, so that we don't <laughs> think you're getting carried away with it. And it's just all a bit meta now, isn't it? I think maybe that's so part weird. of the problem. I am so the other way around on these two films. I'm not really? quite at not quite at Matthew's level because it is still the MTU, Matthew. You're not two stars. How many stars would you give Thor, Laura? Uh, Well, I went back and changed my letterbox. I think it's on three and a half now. (gasps) But I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I can't really tell you why it is that I feel this way, but it just felt dull. Now, I think, think, and I didn't feel that way when I first saw it, so I just think it is that when it... Well, when I saw it, because it wasn't when it came out, this was the introduction of the cosmic side of Marvel. Mm -hmm. And... That in itself was a big thing. Whereas now, having had a few Guardians films and 
Thanos and all that, then this doesn't, you know, I'm not looking at this in any kind of normal, um, abnormal way, you know, well, it's Asgard, it's, it's, I, I it's do Odin, there's some ravens. It sets a it's... tone for some of the cosmic, you know, it, it sets yeah. a palette for Marvel space. Absolutely. I think Asgard is stunning. I mean, Asgard I was surprised by some of the architecture. I just thought, I'm not sure I've seen that much architecture from Marvel since. I could yeah, be wrong, and, but... And... I really, I, I can't, other than just, maybe I've watched it too many times or something, I don't know. Um, and Thor's eyebrows, which are just a crime against oh. humanity. Oh, it's What's wrong worst, with his eyebrows? No Why, one wait. has eyebrows that colour. They made, they got him to dye his eyebrows blonde. He's blonde. The same, the same colour no. as his hair and his beard. What's it looks wrong? bizarre. Your oh. eyebrows are only darker. It just looks weird. It's so weird. And they didn't make him do that on later films, thank you. I, I don't a... notice this stuff, but I notice it on Thor. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that one. Uh, and then, when I've seen Avengers a lot, and I actually did a rewatch of the whole th- whole MCU a couple of months ago. So I did think, it was felt a bit like doing homework. <laughs> so, oh, I've got to watch Avengers. And I put it on, and then I was like, Oh, this is really good. I really like this. <laughs> so, and that the score kicks in, and it's just as a great yeah. score. No, it's, it's it's a really yeah. good score. The score is a substitute for content in many places, but it's a great score. There is no I mean, don't denial. get me wrong. Avengers Assemble is a five out of five. One of the greatest family action adventure films there is. Except it comes with all this baggage, both the meta stuff of Joss yes. Whedon and the stars and all these things that we have there now, where Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and Jurassic Park and some of the other big action oh, adventure films Park. that are great don't come with some the baggage in the same way. So yeah. I just think there's so in many guns in Avengers that I don't really associate it with, with family fun. It's just a, a it's very murdery. I mean at least they're not riding horses to get to their spaceship. And their giant wormhole in space. The, the thing in Thor that it's trying to mix this sort of fantasy esque. We're fighting with a hammer and an axe and a sword, and we have spaceships and wormholes and you know laser cannons and stuff. It, it, it for some reason it just doesn't quite work as a mix for me. Mm. So, I mean, I, wormholes is a thing. I think it was more the combination of wormholes it's, and horses. Yeah, I don't mind the sciencey sci-fi stuff. It's the riding a horse in my cloak. I need a horse to get to this thing. Like you've just been in a, in several cars. <laughs> you know, cars are a thing in this world. Yeah, but he can't drive. He can't drive. He can get someone to drive him. Like, that's that's not as easy as getting a just, horse. He's independent I need a horse. transport. And and seeing them riding around Asgard on horses, it's and then he fights with a hammer. A hammer is a bad weapon to fight for. You know, fight we with. you know we ride horses. <laughs> Here, like, and have you know, cars, we have cars as well. and horses. There's horses right there. But he's got like actual. No, he rides them as a mode of transport to you get know from people A to ride B. Ride horses as a mode of transport and... in the UK still. <laughs> and 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 they have like teleporters and. Well, I don't know about you, Matthew, but I've got three teleporters. <laughs> no, okay, in a world where we had teleporters, we would we would not be using a lot of the vehicles that we're using. But we probably still it... have horses. Yeah, for recreation. But they are, they are, are you riding suggesting horses. That, I mean, there weren't any cars in Asgard. Yes, there are. They're giant flying things. They're moving around on all That's the time. That's not a Those car. Boats. And then... Those are boats. <laughs> it's a Viking metaphor, Matthew. <laughs> the, the mix of fantasy and sci-fi is the bit that doesn't work for me particularly. I think that's very interesting. 
I, I don't think we're going to see that in Loki. Bringing it back to the topic at hand. Um, can I? Do I just need to let you both finish? It's since Steve on Twitter pointed out that Abby says, how very interesting, which I had always taken as Abby thinks that's interesting. And Steve pointed out that what it actually means is you are entirely effing wrong. Matthew is a big fan of Dune. And therefore, I think his comments on the mix of sci-fi and plausibility are interesting in this respect. How How does it relate to Dune then? Well, I just think I think your thoughts on the mix of sci-fi and plausibility are interesting. Okay, not plausibility. Like I can deal with sci-fi in whatever whatever way they want to go, but the the forced inclusion of fantasy trappings in what is forced inclusion. Loki turned into a four-legged horse in the myths. I mean, they're the four-legged horse. <laughs> Four legs. <laughs> it's nice that I caught myself before. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, fantasy trappings. Horses. Father, are right here. Horse. Yeah. No, he turns into a horse, right? No? He does turn into a horse because there's the it's whole thing with legs. the giants. Six, yeah. But he also then gives his fathers a six-legged horse. Mm. I think. On this topic, by the way, there's a very good podcast. <laughs> Which um, is a series I mentioned before when we were on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and uh, there is one on North uh, Norse myths uh, and literature, and it is called um, "You're Dead to Me." It's a series, oh, BBC yeah. history mm-hmm. podcast, and they talk about Marvel Ooh. as well when they're talking right. about it. It's so, helpful. Anyway, yes. Can, can I just perhaps referee? And yes. uh, Matthew, you were saying something before I burst into laughter. The idea of what we're expecting from Loki. So we've got this aesthetic for the Thor films, which then becomes a different aesthetic for Thor Ragnarok. Mm. I suspect we might get some more of that style of thing, the Gu- the Guardians end of the cosmic stuff, rather than think, Thor. I mean, are we cosmic getting stuff. cosmic stuff? Well, and so this is then the question of quite what are we going to see and how elaborate is it going to be? Yeah, I'm not expecting to see Asgard. Okay. No, I wasn't either. Oh, Asgard does exist. I was about to say, well, because it doesn't exist, but it does, doesn't well, it? Well, and, and, and this is part of the thing. One of the questions I have is about what in the timeline they actually do. Are we are we able to force, reverse engineer some of the arc that he got by forcing him to have a conversation with his mother, analysing himself and setting him off on the path that I think, I think she is the impetus for the arc that we see in the films? Yes. So do you think that we have already missed something which is going to be pivotal in the series which will be revealed? Interesting. How very interesting. How Are very interesting. they going to pay for Rene Russo and de-aging? Lighting. Just really strong lights. It's working for me right now. Just There's a really great strong light. great Vaseline on the lens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just really shiny. Four <laughs> gold jewelry. shiny blur. <laughs> she has like a little gauzy veil on. Yes. Be like a Galadriel sequence. Hey, I mean, I'm always up for more Rene Russo, so... Yeah. You mean you didn't get enough in what we got in... She's barely in Thor, and it's just such a waste of this... No, I know. Well, that's why it was so great to see her in that endgame. Missing missing pieces is a good thing to be able to be looking for. Hmm? Are we all up for, like, more fun 
from this series because I think the others have all been, you know, it's been themes and handling and how are we handling mm-hmm. this and how are we doing with this and like I could use a good laugh. Mm-hmm. I have my notes here. Hopes for Loki. First bullet. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is frankly all I want. <laughs> Including if it doesn't tie into the films, as long as it doesn't contradict them. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't want to see things that I'm kind of going, well, wait a second. It still needs to work with the universe. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fun, you know, if they just see that there is this time element, if we do do a bit like they did with Endgame, where we see him in the background, you know, other things in the background, or what have you, all up for that. But what I actually think I want to see is something that is has uh, episodic elements, almost to the point of being procedural, because we haven't had an MCU procedural. With then, I do want a series arc because I'm always going to need something a bit bigger than just the story of the week. But you know, he has the his time investigatory case of the week, and then there's some other arc behind it, and it's fun. And we get season two. Those are my wants. It'd be nice to have something with a season two from all of mm. this, wouldn't it? To to have well, more. this is the one that has been said it's getting a season two. Oh, oh have well, they actually there we said go. That? I, I, I think it is, I, and I only know that because I'm trying to avoid as much as possible. But mm. I don't really know that because I've looked at the calendar for what comes out when, and it says production starting. Ah, so I, cool. I think maybe the What If series as well. But but yeah, you're absolutely so right. This is why I kind of don't want it to be set up for the next film, move the character to the next stage of whatever we're going to get in Thor Four more Thor. I want it to be. <laughs> This is a character we love, and we found a way to give you more stories about him. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be in service of something else, which is, I think, a little bit of what we kind of feel, or what I feel with the other series so far. Mm. So for it to end up being, oh, that was good. Oh, I enjoyed watching him, and I would watch more when mm. Loki comes out. a short podcast where we go, what was your favourite bit? Which coat did you like best? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it'd be lovely to do that. Wouldn't a bit that, of that be nice? Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Accents of the week moment type stuff, <laughs> you know. And and maybe a who was the scroll? Oh uh, yeah, that? there probably will be a scroll somewhere. <laughs> Is it okay? So I I have watched the available things, including the clip that came out today. Okay. Um, and I am not going to say anything about the content of it, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it is worth saying what my conceptual perception of what this show might be. Just as we thought that it was going to be Buddy Cop for Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You know that TikTok that you had, Laura, that you shared the other day, which was which about the, the, the guy Who making thing. Doctor Who points? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this was um, yeah, a really good TikTok, which I will put a link in the um, notes. And it was this uh, guy basically showing how the poster for Loki was very similar to all the Doctor Who posters. And that really this, if you're talking about time travel... This is just a bit of a rip-off of uh, Doc 2. Continue, Abby. Yeah, so I'm still really hoping that the, <laughs> the poster guy is thoroughly accurate. That would be great <laughs> and bring me great joy. I think that this time I feel like the trailer is deliberately not necessarily going to be a reflection of the show. I think that it had quite a bit of forced quippery in there, mm. but I think that it would be weird to get Loki without forced quippery. So what I hope is that we will get kind of like David Tennant era Doctor Who would be great. I mean, that would be my like my highest hope would be David Tennant era Doctor Who, where we just have Loki in this kind of enforced quippery and then we launch him into an adventure with a different companion every week. I have nothing to base these last bits on. It's just the forced quippery is what I've seen so far. So now I'm hoping that Conceal 
is just launching him into these fascinating adventures which veer between real life things but Loki and then you know space things but Loki and yeah <laughs> companion of the week only you know maybe they're romantic maybe they're not who cares let's have fun That's so, what I would so like. you're not talking Doctor Who you're talking Quantum Leap Oh, maybe I am talking That's Quantum the show Leap. you're talking. That is the show. You're right. I have not seen Quantum Leap for 25 years. And Should and I fix that? No, has not aged well. Mm. Um... <laughs> Damn it. Maybe I want this show to be like I remember Quantum Leap. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the thing. I, I am not the biggest fan of Doctor Who in general. No, I'm not. Um, Shocking. As, as you know. Um, <laughs> well, I am sometimes. I think some of them are some of the best television ever made. Some of them. Waters of Mars is some of the best television I've ever seen in my Matthew, life. Matthew, you've not seen all of them, so you can't make that face. But some of them are really bad. Some of them are that That's face. Some of the best TV ever. I can some, make that face to Doctor Who. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you haven't seen all of them. Some of them are like one-act plays of wonder. Okay. Some of them are really stunning. Lots of them are not. <laughs> but, you know... It's, How very it's, interesting. It's, mm. <laughs> you see, it's a versatile <laughs> phrase. It takes you so far. And I love that you are genuinely so interested in what I have to say about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we would say Quantum Leap. Yeah, I'd like I, it to I, be Quantum Leap, but good. <laughs> 6.35, BBC Two. <laughs> I'm, I... I think they will go with one of those sorts of shows. I think I think Laura's saying episodic is probably a very good thing. It will be, be nice. Planet of the Week, Monster of the Week type yep. stuff. Um, Do we know with how long some it sort is? of overarching. No, I'm gonna guess forty minutes ish. How long is the Star Trek that used to be on BBC two? Well the original series is slightly shorter. Like no, you thirty mean, minutes um, or so. Which one do I mean? Next gen though, don't you? I probably do. Next gen is forty five minutes. Mm. Interesting. Everything else is 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. It'd be nice if this was 45 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. An hour on, you know, a cable network with adverts between. Yeah. Six episodes? Mm. I think it's six, yeah. Okay. Six enough for episodic? Well, we'll have to find out at the end. It depends how much they cram in. If it's episodic, then fine. Great. You know, series of adventures, some big thing. Because um, the other, the other, okay. So this is where I was sort of looping around. The other thing we have at the moment is a series called DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Why? which struggled with its identity for three seasons. Just mm-hmm. could not figure out. And it is time travel shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Each each season, they have to go hunt down a series of MacGuffins in a series of different time periods, having adventures with an Al Capone or a Genghis Khan or a. Other famous people from history who have very specific looks about them, so they get to dress up in those specific looks. Um, and it's and it has become wonderful. It is one of the best sort of sci-fi fun shows on TV. It is pure fun. They have people turning into. They have a kaiju fight that involves a. There's a thing called Bebo, which is a sort of Furby, but it looks like a teddy bear, <laughs> and it's blue. And they have a kaiju fight with a massive one of them and a dragon. Okay. Yeah. I'd watch that. I um, should watch that. Hmm. That sounds fun. Can you just I watch fi- it by the episode? Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like this might go in that route. If there's a Furby, we all have to finish our drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Dark Harvest commence. Um, Abby, have you seen Mitchell versus the Machines? Not yet. I think you'll enjoy it. There's, there's lots of Furbies in it. I do love a Furby. The only thing that suddenly just occurred, and this is because of watching... A film that ends with a line one day on five to go, and there were six episodes. 
They're not going to do Infinity Stone stuff in this, are no, they? No, they're not. Okay, good. I Is that decided... you saying they're not with a fact, or that they're no? Not... That's me saying with a or else. Laura's always right, though. So Laura's yes. always right. Thank you. What, what? Right. What else are you going to be right about? <laughs> no respect whatsoever. <laughs> nope. You knew that when we agreed to this. How very interesting. <laughs> It's weird that Owen Wilson's in it. Is Owen Wilson in it just because Tom Hiddleston does that really good impression of him? <laughs> is that the reason? Oh, I wouldn't be... Because we, we know what they do. He's going to do one, isn't he? All you've got to do is have chemistry with someone for 30 seconds on an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. And you've got eight episodes. <laughs> oh, it's scary that that's true, isn't it? Imagine how many episodes we'd get. <laughs> Loki is going to do an impression of Owen Wilson, isn't he? We'll yeah. finish our drinks for that as well. Yeah, that's every a, time that's he gets drink. into the "Is this not better? Is this not your natural state?" thing, yeah. I just think of him going, "So just kneel yes. <laughs> on Jonathan Ross or <laughs> Graham Norton, something on those lines." It's the Graham Norton one I've seen. Is it that one? Right. Yeah. Yes. That is it. You know that's mm. it. That's the thing. What is confusing me is that I just, every time I see Owen Wilson and his get-up, and, and this could be my just inability to tell people apart sometimes, but I just assume that he is, what's his name out of Mad Men, who is Tony Stark's dad? Slattery. Yes. But not Tony. John Slattery. <laughs> <Yes>. John Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I automatically assume it's him. And I I, I know White it really does look like yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And I just think that's weird. <laughs> it also looks a bit like Mad Men, you know, which is an interesting aesthetic to bring to time travel. For well, sure. Why not? I, I think I talked when we did our big Disney wrap-up thing that they have got shots of Loki as D.B. Cooper, which instantly yes. makes me think of Mad Men because that was what everyone thought Don Draper was going to end up being. Yeah. Uh, so, but in the same way, and, and this is the same thing they did with Legends, is like if they do, he goes to different eras and gets to dress in period clothes and okay, to what pretend to be. Top three right. do you want? Regency? Yes. Tommy Hilston doing anything Regency? With Hugh Laurie as. <laughs> oh, that's what I want. <laughs> Has Hugh Laurie been in the MCU? He's in um, Tomorrowland, but that's not the MCU. That's not the MCU. <laughs> It's on Disney Plus. There are a lot of there are a lot of films on Disney Plus. It's a Disney ride. It's a ride at Disney World. Yeah. He's on the payroll, is what I mean. They've got his number. It could happen. Got watching several MCU films in short thing. You do see like they are just collecting actors. It's really weird. What's the thing? I can't bloody remember who has been and who hasn't. Stephen Fry is not in it. Gosh, and then now I keep thinking of people and they are in it. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) When you watch that first thought and you see again how little they make of Idris Elba. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a wasted bit of casting. At least he gets more in the next films. But... I mean, given that we're not yeah. going to do a Thor podcast, which seems a shame. I mean, just a moment to say how much Idris Elba does with very few words and mm. not a lot of face. Yeah. <laughs> just he, what a he has joy. a lot of face, just not a lot of face type. No, I mean he's, he's got a helmet all around his face. Oh, it's got, like three square inches of eyes, barely a mouth. <laughs> I don't know and why yet, Idris Elba. <laughs> like through a toilet roll it's amazing <laughs> it does so much it's really good um, so if they'd just done that they could have saved all that uh, money on costuming hmm. just which is really roll. though a highlight of and horses oh, um... I want horses I want I mean I don't want Wild West Loki because that that probably no. would be oh, too much so dumb, what should we it? have where, where are their horses 
championship jockey. Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. But isn't it a bit weird if he keeps going back to things on Earth? I mean, yes. the cosmic end. But then maybe, maybe because he's not supposed to be on Earth, maybe that makes the time travel okay. Whereas if he was time traveling in Asgard, it would be a greater issue. It's harder to mm. off your own grandparents if neither of them are mortal. Yeah, we're definitely going to see hairstyles by the looks of things. Nice. Which is interesting, you know. Would either of you be interested in a love interest? Yes, actually. Yeah, I really would. Are we still talking about Loki or... Because <laughs> 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 if you've got numbers, you can send me that. Because have fine. you met Ted? <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke that I'd like to see. <laughs> Like, See Loki how timely I am with my, my references. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Loki could just. <laughs> you just heard me. What did you we say? Could... Loki it? was the mother all along. <laughs> we could fix TV shows of the past. <laughs> Do you know that is a time crime that needs fixing? Properly is. <laughs> what if there was a TV show about characters who went back and changed final episodes and final seasons? <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? Anyway. Loki just walks into the middle of Lost and goes, We should Stop. write that. No. That could be our YouTube series. Yeah. Fixing it. And Disney, see if they own everything, they'd be mm. able to do it, wouldn't they? Don't. Okay. The Star Wars people will start. <laughs> Loki just pops into Star Wars. Every, every few years, there is this rumour of they're going to remake the prequels and make them good. Like, they're never touching them. They, they don't oh, even want to exist like, act like they exist. So, you know. Um, Loki, love interest. Yes, please. Several, uh, ideally. Okay. Yeah, not necessarily simultaneously. Him playing the field. Captain Kirk style. Yeah. I'd like nice. some like like classic flirting. I don't know something like like you know when Bucky did the thing with the flowers and it seemed like it was going to be fun for a minute and then we forgot about it for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> or like how Wonder and Vision were actually quite romantic when you thought about it. There's like a midpoint. Yeah, with some I, I definitely. Fun. I think some Loki flirting could be part of the fun. Mm. Be nice if we actually let Tom Hiddleston be attractive. He's pretty really attractive. Got it in mm. I mean, I, I first saw he looks like Mick Hucknall in Volanda. So <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, because this was the joke when they cast him as Loki. Was he was one of the most unattractive actors we'd ever encountered. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up this, yeah. this role in what is it? Wallander. Wallander. Um, it's it's. Oh, Swedish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen it? Here, here we called Wallander. It, it, it is dark. Um, I think I've know, seen an episode. Swedish but I don't remember murdery, him. but it's it's Ken Branner and it's it's really good. They liked yeah. it in Sweden, so. <laughs> no, I'm just curious to see him in it. It's also got Nicholas Holt in it. Speaking of Marvel people who are in it. In uh, in Ragnarok, particularly he's got the black suit on that. I think that worked well. Yeah, I just don't think they let him run with it very often. No, he's like definitely. I, uh... I mean, as I say, he had like the Tumblr boyfriend thing, but in a kind of greasy. Yeah, they have. It's a bit greasy in the earlier ones, isn't it? Will he be allowed to dance? Because Tom Hiddleston <laughs> has all the moves. Will he be allowed to wash? <laughs> <laughs> He, he is a bit greasy and stringy in the first couple of films. He's a bit unwashed. Even in Ragnarok, he's a bit unwashed. They are yeah. on a trash planet. Yeah. 
Still. <laughs> yes, that means he's unwashed. Even, yes. even in the trailers, you I mean, he, you know, the bits I've seen so far, he's not mm. very washed. It'd be nice if he was allowed a shower at some point. Um, <laughs> is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'd like, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him be a lead, like a proper show lead. Mm. Yeah. I see the other thing. I don't want five other characters that I need to care about for six episodes. I do just want to watch Loki. Mm. I don't. I get. Oh, I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? But from what I've seen, I get the impression that it's pretty good, much going to be Loki and then Owen Wilson's character. Nice. And we've also got Gugu Embarthorol. Oh, is really? That right? I love her. Sorry. Ama- no, that's her? amazing. I'm very excited by that. But is it not her? Is it her? Is it not her? It's her. Is it her? Oh, I see. We were sorry in case Matthew didn't know. Oh, sorry. No, it might mm. not be. I don't know. <laughs> Right, I'm looking at the cast list. Bugger that. Um, <laughs> it a- ab- absolutely is Gugu Mavatharaw. Amazing. Good, right. I'm glad exactly. we're and I love her. <laughs> Who I first saw in a Doctor Who. Hmm. Yes, she was the sister of the thing. She was the sister of the thing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yes, that was it, because I was touting her as possible new Doctor when mm. there was talk of thingy thingy leaving Doctor Who. She would and, yeah. and, and everyone was like, oh, she's already been in Doctor Who. It doesn't yes, that, stop everyone. That didn't stop Peter Cabaldi, though. So. Right? So, that <laughs> I thought it was a prerequisite, isn't it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, is there, like, I think I'd feel less bothered if there were big Marvel cameos as well, though, because, as you say, if it, if it was like Loki in the background of other things, like, I don't really want him necessarily to go and interact with the Marvel Universe, but I feel like he's such an established A-grade Marvel mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. as it were that there could be room for cameos and things. I don't know. I think I, I don't want them to try and sort of ground Loki in, in, in an arc or anything too serious. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind if stuff kind of popped in and out and was yeah, I, glossy. I don't want every episode to be set during one of the other films or something. No, but the occasional, oh, we've got this weird thing in 1994 yeah. that you need to go and investigate or, you know, or 1990 or when if it was and Annette Benning rocks up. That would be interesting. Yeah. So I think overall we're quite hopeful. Is that would very that be hopeful. fair to say? I'm very hopeful. This is the show the podcast was founded for, I think. It was. <laughs> I think we have a little it bit was, of yeah. high expectations. It was for me. Mm. One other thing, just thinking with cameos, we might also see is do you remember in uh, Thor 2 when he takes Captain America's form? So, you know, we could have him transforming into some of the others for whatever reason. That would be weird. Why? I feel like that would be expensive. I think that's the uh, thing holding that back. When do we know because, you know, we've obviously covered this a lot with the others. Do we know when they actually made this because it feels like it was a while ago. It feels like this was also made pre-pandemic. I can't remember when this was supposed to come out, but I feel it was a while ago. We can check those details before it actually happens. I assume someone is. <laughs> He has his checking face on. That's... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Filming began January 2020. Um, the series was filmed... Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Location... March. It was suspended due to the pandemic. Production resumed at Pinewood, Atlanta in September. By mid-November, approximately one more month of shooting remained. Production on the series wrapped in mid-December. Um, the second season is due to start in January 2022. 
but apparently development started on the second season in November 2020. Gosh, so I mean that's given how much we've talked about the shocking popularity of of WandaVision and the enormous levels of discourse that Marvel have achieved with their TV series in 2021, I think it's really interesting that they were already going for series two of this before Mm -hmm. that. It does make you think they like what they've seen. In in corporate parlance, they own the vertical now. (laughs) They clearly have all the production, they have the contracts with the people, they have a platform distributed on, they have all the media services to get all the information out there. Of course, the other thing is, if you're filming in places like Atlanta and you're filming time travel, you just pop between the sets. You just roll into whoever's filming next door. You get your writers in and go, and mm. there you go. Potentially so. That's that's a cheap show. So if they wanted this to be their cheap rolling fill the gaps show, maybe I wouldn't complain. Yeah, that'll be the thing to watch. How many indoor sequences do we get? How many mm. location sequences do we get? And I would imagine... Lots of indoor shots and stuff. <laughs> Lots of people oh, in the look, lift. It's a saloon <laughs> with no windows. <laughs> oh, we're in a lift. Yeah. And here's some shipping containers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now the shipping containers is down the drink again. Now we're on a film set. <laughs> oh, oh, we're in a big movie so. studio. <laughs> It's no coincidence, I'm sure, that all the best super uh, supernatural episodes are. We're on a film set. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no more budget, so we just turned around. <laughs> How much action are you expecting? What a good question. I'd be happy if there was none. But I presume, like, like how much power, I suppose? How much transforming? And, like, does Loki have tasks? Does he have what? Tasks. To carry out. Like, is it the kind of mission goes... Task. task It definitely sounded like you said tusks. It did sound like you said tusks. (laughs) Well, he does have tusks. Kind of. big golden tusks. Tusks. I don't know. I'm from the south. How do you want me to say it? (laughs) Tusks. Tasks. Like, taskmaster. Yeah, tasks. Tasks. Sorry, tasks. Yes, I assume, I assume there'll be tasks. But I know, she's talking about Devon and Somerset, for God's sake. The only thing I've got further is Cornwall. Do I need to get Catherine in here and find out how will they say it in the north? I mean, is that any different? I mean, tasks. do catch us up later, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know another way to say that. This is going to be like... Anyway, anyway, now, now we know what you, right. what you said. Uh, yeah, I, I assume that'll be part of the kind of episodic thing. He yeah, will have to go off and week. fix mm. some timeline or will something. Will he have to hit people? I think This is the thing I was thinking. Mm. He's not very action-orientated, but he does do the fighting with the little knives, little blade things. Oh, I think he? that was so funny when he sticks people with these little things and Thor's just yeah. like... It does make the world's lamest tinkling sound when Thor throws it to the floor. This thing is just happening. Goes tink tink tink. Yeah, there's there's some. Oh, fairy's got her wings. (laughs) (laughs) If you remember, in I think it was at the trailer for Ragnarok. I don't think they actually put it in the film. Mm -hmm. There's the bit where he flips his knives. um, Is there something with a cape? Is there a flippy cape? Tumbling. Does he tumble with a cape? He has a cape. <laughs> does, does he do something? Because in, in the film, you don't get the knife flippy bit, but you get him 
using his hat, his his horned helmet, his, his horned helmet tusk, yeah. to to smack someone over the head, and yeah. then he flips it round in his hand it. again. Yeah. Yeah. Something just occurred to me. We have laughed more in this episode. Than I think we did for the whole of <laughs> yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a different story. No one's turned into Joe Biden version of their older self. You know, <laughs> this is no, it's it's not about legacy. We already know how he comes out, and I think that's actually a really interesting thing as well. Like, I suddenly got my head around how this fits into the middle of an existing story because. I really like that there's no jeopardy in that sense. Unless, I mean, like, we're going to finish up and it's not the same Loki or something, you know, it's going to be some kind of... Mm. There's been 15 Lokis all along, or I don't know. I mean, yeah, could could some of this be, not necessarily what if, but slightly alt versions of the, the other films? Like a multiverse? So, Because well, that's what this is supposed to be. He has now changed things by disappearing off. Unless they're going to take him back at some point, that branch of that world in Endgame has now gone off on one. Hmm. So could we see Stephen Strange doesn't have the car accident? Oh, like it, you if know, each just... episode had a consequence for a piece of Marvel furniture. Mm. I mean, th- there'd have to be a point. Yeah, maybe. I- I'm hopeful. I think this is this is the, the, the thing that I've said before. But I'm hopeful that the point is that this is. Just a series that's interesting. That's not. Yeah. The point is, it sets him up for whatever he's going to be in Thor Four or Thor. Because I do feel like, like there is a Loki <laughs> every fandom. Every time. <laughs> every time it's perfect. I love it. I tell you what, I am excited about that film. That is a film mm. for which I am super ready. Um, but no, I I do think there is a portion of uh, Loki fandom that has been underserved. Let's say. Oh, absolutely. So I I really? would love to see him kind of flourish. Really, yes, truly. No. How many films is this guy in? Yeah, but what is he How doing much... them? But he's not in them a lot. Flip knives and look kind of cool and smirk at the screen. I mean, Thor Ragnarok's the one he's in the most, I think. So he's in the, Thor: The Avengers, Thor: The Dark World, Thor: Ragnarok, Avengers: Infinity War, not for long, and Avengers: Endgame, not for long. And he's and he's arguably in at least Endgame, if not most of those, because of how well received he was. They gave him more oh, of them. Completely. You know. completely. What, yeah. I, what I'm saying is, he's a scene stealer. Yeah. As opposed to mm-hmm. somebody having of his own plot and character. Mm-hmm. And I just I do think that maybe eighty five percent has been potential, and just showing yeah. like showing up, putting mm-hmm. the work in. This is like promotion, but is it going to feel like that? Yeah, because it didn't work for Bucky and Falcon. That, and I think mm. that's the thing. Whereas I think it did work for at least Vision and hopefully also Wanda. Mm, yeah. I, I don't think it was a promotion for Bucky, at least. Um, You know, there was a job opening, that's true. but yeah, he didn't yeah. walk into it. <laughs> I'm just having a thought. So, you know, when we were saying about the Infinity Stones, this is going to be fixing time problems. Hmm. Is he going to be involved in fixing those six timelines? So it's not necessarily him going and getting the stones. It's just when perhaps when Steve puts them back, they're not quite put back at exactly the right time mm-hmm. or something. So it could be we're dealing with a bit of a what if type situation until he corrects it. But is it that he hasn't put them back yet? I think I've hurt my brain. Yeah, because the idea is he's meant to put them back at exactly the time they're taken. Mm. And so that then closes off the branches. Just for the people listening, I don't even think it's six timelines. Really? 
Oh, sorry. I think there, there, there were six Infinity Stones, but yeah, two or three of them came from the same timeline, effectively. You are right. So there, uh, there is a lot they could do with it. Uh, like, like we said earlier, I'm not sure we're going anywhere other than Earth. But yes, there could be consequences to them, and and certainly because some of them were on Earth, so maybe we're starting with Earth. Yeah. And series two, they get more budget and they get to do some of the. What if Tilda Swinton shows up? Oh, <laughs> we'll make it a double bill. Oh. Podcast time. What if there's an episode with Tilda Swinton and Jenny Agatha? Oh, what a dream! Well, we will let you present, what, and you can what deliver. What if they're a his lecture. love interests? Wouldn't oh. that be great? I think maybe we just don't bother turning up for that one. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's great. Now I'll sit and listen. Just let Matthew deliver the lecture. I'll be here for that. I think oh, great. I'm trying to think of something I would similarly enjoy. Hugh Laurie and Paul Whitney. You're right, I would. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. That's and maybe what we A another. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's what I want. You know what I, I want, want him to go back and correct? I want him to go back and give us the WandaVision friends. That we didn't get. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I mean, what better trick? You know, like the the trickster episodes of Supernatural, mm. which were just okay. putting everyone in different themed TV shows, was one of the particularly good ones. Um, and you know, I've talked about. I feel I've talked about Supernatural a lot so far on this podcast because clearly people at Marvel have watched it. So maybe people making Loki have watched it and thought, maybe. hey, they didn't really finish their trickster thing satisfactorily. Why don't we <laughs> pick up where that left off <laughs> and sort it out with actual Loki? That would be good. Hmm. That's that's a thought. So yeah, we could have we could have friends WandaVision and you know, Mad Men, other stuff and all sorts of things. It could all be good. I was just thinking, how much do we know about the people behind the camera? Well, that's true, because we have mentioned them a lot on the other mm. podcasts. Who's making this? But yes, as, as extra homework, I would mm. recommend go and check out DC's Legends Tomorrow. Because it, like it, it didn't get the biggest audience, so um, I, I could see them riffing from it. What's it on? Definitely on Sky. I feel like Netflix yeah. might have it. Quite I'll check for you and find out. Oh, I've just seen someone else in the cast that I didn't know about. Oh. Do we Good. want me to say... Don't know. But Legends also has Wentworth Miller in it, chewing every bit of scenery that comes near him. And he is supreme. Wow. One of my favourites. I want to know who's in it last. Well, I've seen the cast list, so go ahead, Laura. Uh, Rich D. Grant. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. No. I'm not going to tell my wife that. She'll be thrilled. That's great. (laughs) That's, that's, I mean, honestly, it does not matter what he does. That's fine. That's great. He's in it quite a bit. Really? And he's basically my next door neighbour, so that's very exciting. <laughs> uh, okay, writing credits. Stanley Jack Kirby, yes, thank you. <laughs> Who? Uh... <laughs> hey, they sound like great kids. Let's keep an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> they may go far. Uh, Michael Waldron is known for his work on Rick and Morty. <laughs> the... Director, certainly of the first episode, directed a number of episodes of Sex Education, as well as a few good? other sort of mini things as well. I haven't seen that. I've still not seen. Hmm. No, I've heard very good things, though. So. I've heard very good things hmm. as well. Has Julian Anderson been in the Marvel Universe? No, and I think that's something that should be rectified. Hmm. Just just putting that out there. I'm really excited about Richard E. Grant. That's weird. 
Anyway. I mean, I mean, I'm trying not to read too much, but I had the Loki Wikipedia page open. I was scrolling to look at the writers, and I I saw a reference to a TV show that I had to go back. So I'm going to read you the sentence that says. Okay. Waldron added that there would be unexpected science fiction quality to the series, which also explores mysterious conspiracies and bending reality. Blade Runner and the television series Mad Men and Teletubbies served as inspirations. I saw something about Teletubbies serving as inspiration. (laughs) What? The apocalyptic hellscape that is a child being entertained in the sky. And yeah, Blade Runner. Mm, I'm vaguely speechless with excitement. Oh, good. Blade (laughs) Runner with Richard E. Grant. (laughs) (laughs) You really created an unspoken void. (laughs) It's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, Well, this is all much more exciting than I thought it was going to be. And I think we've we've now reached a dangerous place where I'm super looking forward to it. But I also do think that my expectations are suitably low. Like, I don't mind just looking at Tom Hiddleston's face for 30, 40 minutes on a Wednesday morning. It's a Wednesday, which is weird. By the by, that's weird. Have they, have they given any reason for that? Just really annoying. I'm happy with it. Just to throw my week off. I'm wondering if it just helps them own the entire week content cycle and the news about <laughs> yeah. it. And yeah, yeah. Was there too much else going on in the world on Fridays? I mean, <laughs> it's normally when Netflix drops its higher profile stuff is Friday. Yeah, uh, you make you make a sensible point. <laughs> So that, yeah, less competition. Yeah, less drops. As, drops as movies start reopening again, less competition. Also true. What else are you going to do at midnight and, on Tuesday? You know, content creators can then create content fairly quickly and get it out during the week when people consume more content because people consume during the week rather than the weekends. So mm. consume, consume, oh. buy coke. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here. I'm gonna throw it away rather than make it a big thing. I always make a joke about Tom Hiddleston is like my brother. Because he? he and I share exactly the same birthday. He's half Scottish. He's half English. It's basically th- no difference between us. I thought you meant your brother was like Tom Hiddleston. And we were going to go, go right back to that love interest thing again. <laughs> I mean, Do I don't have brothers a... usually have the same birthday? <laughs> what you're saying is he's basically your twin. I, I don't have a brother. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do have a Thomas Hiddleston who shares my birthday. Exactly. Exactly. Are exactly, you exactly, exactly. the same age? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm half Scottish, I'm half English. Same Are thing. you? Well, I don't think I knew that either. I'm British. Well, my wife's half Scottish and half English, so I, I feel sorry. predisposed to people mm. of this complex state. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also, Tom Hiddleston, younger than I think, every time. Mm. And that is because of Belanda, so yeah. Okay. That's your homework, is to go and find the episode of that. Any, I think it's your number three. There were possibly two series and maybe six. Anyway, go and watch an episode of that. It's... Um, mm. We we will see. I'm sure. Mm. Good. I think I think it's helping that we certainly I haven't consumed a huge amount about this show, and I think even what I have consumed doesn't really tell us much about it. You know, yeah. that's a good point so, as well. I don't think we're riding very much on this, mm. and I, I don't necessarily mean us. I mean, like, I, I feel like the pressure is is less. It's not fixing something that we know of. If it is, it's something we didn't know needed fixing, which is always yeah. the best way. Uh, agreed. It's not necessarily picking up an existing story. It's just, mm. it's a character that everyone likes who now is going to get the, the centre of attention, which I think we wanted for WandaVision. WandaVision was her own arc about a story that was ongoing mm. um, and then setting up the future things. So hopefully here, we get to just let let Loki be Loki. I think centre of attention is, is the thing, isn't it? There's something, you can just imagine going up 
to Loki and saying, you love being the centre of attention, don't you? He's like, yes, six episodes, let's go. <laughs> I've now thought of what I would like it to be and I've decided that it's Blackadder. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, imagine if they could have ever had Rick Mail in the MCU. Oh, that would have been a treat. Um, <laughs> on that thought, we'll be back as soon as episodes start dropping mm-hmm. with anything more. Does anyone have anything they want to close us out with? I have to correct an error of mine. Uh, in the last one, I said that Wakanda Forever was the series, and it's actually Black Panther 2, the film. And I could not let that stand. Okay. I think that's fair. I'd like to confirm that horses do generally have four legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. The average horse has slightly fewer than four legs of all horses ever. <laughs> well, this has been more fun, Good. as Laura okay. said. This has been fun. Hopefully, it yes. is the shape of things to come. Hmm. Absolutely. Great. We'll catch everyone when it comes out. If you want to hear any more thoughts or follow us on Twitter, I'm at Matthew Vose. I'm at Laura Geeks Out. And I'm at This Ain't You Sure. You can find the show's Twitter home at Eloquent Gushing. And you can look us up and subscribe on anything, anywhere if you search for the word marvellous and find the big red logo. Is this not better? Can I say effing on this or do I need to cut that out? I don't know. I feel like effing is like... I'm assuming most of that's getting cut either way. <laughs> that's fine. <Okay. laughs> anyway, if you, ever, on. if you ever listen to one of our podcasts, you do find leave pretty much everything again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somehow we're still going. <laughs>